Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Brothers Take. You are joined here by me, Eric, who's now hosting this episode. Surprise! Ah! And I'm <laughs> joined by uh, Chris, the usual host. Hello. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Uh, I was always going to. <laughs> uh, Adam can't make it today because he is on a stag do. Hey! So congratulations to his friend who is going to get married. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about how particular forms of media can kind of influence our mood, I suppose. Like how we're watching a certain movie might decide to make you read a book or the book might make you watch a show or et cetera, et cetera. So if that's the sort of thing that you'd be interested in, do drop us a comment on YouTube. And while you're at it, why don't you hit that like button, ring that notification bell, smash the subscribe, and hit that share while you're at it. There's a share button on YouTube, isn't there? There is. Always. Always. And if that, if you don't feel like dropping a comment on YouTube, you can always reach us through different various social media accounts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can even, I think, can you touch base with us on things like the Apple podcast stuff and all those different things? Or is that just another area where you can... On Spotify, there's always a little question that prompts you and you can always reply to that if you want on Spotify. But yeah, through the... Yeah, through social media, you can get in touch. Yeah, social media is, that is probably just a better and easier way to reach us. And as Chris said, we had, do have our episodes on Spotify and other various podcasting platforms. So please do, do, uh, do send us now a question or if you like the topic and you are like, hey, I watched this thing that kind of influenced me to go buy some shoes, then please let <laughs> us know because that'd be great. All right, without further ado, let's get into this. Yeah, watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, sorry. Me... <laughs> <laughs> See how that music influenced to think of very different things. <laughs> yes, that's that's the topic of today. That is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> so, Chris, what have you uh, what have you uh, been up to? Huh? Since I've actually spoke. been playing, and I suppose Adam prompted us with this because he's not here. It was kind that of that is true. Push. That is true. And Thanks, I Adam. have been replaying God of War, the 2018 game. Spoilers mm. for God of War, because I'm going to be talking about it. And I mean, Eric's played it before too, so we can talk yeah. about that. And then we'll go on to what you've been playing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, I've been kind of messaging in saying, I forgot how good this was. Like, I knew it was good. I loved it. Right. Yes. I had good memories of it. It's not that I thought it was bad when I say that. Um, but I forgot just how good it was. Like, I, like, there's things, little moments even. I was like, I fucking forgot about that. It's such a big game that it's not one that I've played loads of times. I've played it twice mm. before. And it's such a big thing to, like, jump into that I'm like, oh, I don't know about throwing that on. You know, there's been a couple of times I was like, well, they're throwing God of War. It's like, you don't throw on God of War. No. Or at least it's a I very feel long like game. Yeah, like, it you could throw long. on the Uncharted. old God of War games. What, that too? Yeah, and Uncharted yeah. or something like yeah. that, right? But with this one, it's like, if you're playing it, I feel like that's the game you're playing for that yes. time being, right? Um, so what influenced me to go back and play it was the hype from the God of War Ragnarok trailer, which we discussed in the last episode. So this does feel like 
a natural follow-up in that regard. I was so hyped that I wanted to jump into that world immediately. And mm-hmm. the best way to do that was to go back and play the 2018 one. That's and fair. Going back with like retrospective, there's certain things where I'm like, oh, oh, that's going to pay off or oh, that's going to be this or oh, this is going to be, I can't wait to see how that turns out, you know? Um, But yeah, like, because we called it our game of 2018, our favorite game of 2018. So mm-hmm. like that goes, like I did love it when initially playing it. But I always found that I was more into like the cinematics and the story and the artwork and all that stuff. This time I'm getting far, like I always thought the gameplay was fine. It was good. But I'm getting more into the gameplay this time around. Like I'm actually getting deeper into the RPG elements. Okay. Yeah. That I kind of wasn't, you know, focusing too much in on last time in terms of like really crafting the right equipment, really leveling myself up. Like, I think the first time I played it, I only ever did that when, whenever I get, like, really fucked up or really stuck, I go, I should probably level up. As opposed to this time, I'm like, okay, I have enough stuff. I'm going to go back and level up, or I'm going to go and get this thing or that thing. So, um, that stuff is really standing out to me this time. Mm -hmm. And so is, like, some of the, like, the pacing of the story and things that was always strong and always good but I'm like admiring it even more this time. I don't know why there's stuff that's like really hitting me more than it did the first time. Yeah. I, well, I thought the, the, the pacing of the story they had written was good. Mm-hmm. I just felt that there was points where it was like, ha now and you're taking the piss now with the length that this campaign is. Yes. And I would agree with that. I think that's a fair criticism. And the, the point I'm at now um, is the point where you return... Oh, sorry, I've just gotten out of Helheim the second time, right? Right, so that's far into it, but that's... Quite far, yeah. A bit of an issue, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going there twice, because you don't even go to Alfheim twice. No, 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 no. So, like, you know, they could have Helheim once, and then they could have done another realm instead of going back to Helheim. Yeah, like having to go to Niflheim or having to go to Muspelheim instead of them being just optional. Yes. Might have been might have been a better option. A possibility. Um, no, I agree with those. And I also agree that like there's some of the language in the game, like most of it is just magnificently told to the player. But there's some of the language that I feel it is misleading. So the second like so the first time you get to the top of the mountain, it's like this is not their long the highest peak. You actually have to go here for the ISP. But to go mm. there, you must get these things. Okay. So then you go get the things. Mm. And then on your way back up to the mountain again, uh, Atreus is literally saying things like, well, our journey is nearly at an end. Or how does it feel that our journey is coming to an end? Or can I carry mother while we're coming to the end? That kind of talk it tells the player, I'm this near the end. end. No, oh. it would normally tell the player, I'm near the end. So... If he's telling me that, I should probably do any side quests I want to do before I go up here. Because once I go up here, it's probably over. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, that's like the game's way, without writing coming on the screen. It's like the game's way of saying, before you come up here, maybe you should do everything you want to do because you're nearing the end. Hmm. Or it's the kind of thing as like, will I go to bed? Well, no, he's telling me it's nearly over. So maybe I'll just stay up and finish it. 
there's fucking loads more after that. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not near the end. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. near the end in terms of if you put the whole thing out and like do it on a percentage basis, it's like it's in the final 20% of the game. <laughs> but it's not in the final 2% of the game. Like it's not. Yeah, because you get up the there end. and then that's when you're fighting Balder. Isn't it? The, yeah, for the last breaks, time. He breaks the pillar of the gate and yeah. you jump on the dragon. No, I mean, you got to fight him again. I have to fight him again. That's not the last time, is it? You got to fight him again at the very end. Wait. What the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Now I. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. <laughs> I so, like, you get up there, you're about to go through, Balder shows up. Yeah. I'm sorry for anyone who hasn't played God of War. This will be your recap before you jump into God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. And then, so Baldur shows up and, um, you know, he gets into a fight with you and um, he ends up like sticking a knife into Atreus's arm and kidnapping mm. him. And the pillar to the portal breaks, which means the whole journey was for nothing at this point. Yeah. And then you jump off and you land on the big dragon. Yeah. And then you're going up the dragon and you're fighting Baldur on the dragon. Yeah. And then you crash into the place and you end up going into Helheim. Huh. And then there's loads more <laughs> after that point. So there's another right. fight with him at the end, right? With the dragon again, I think. Yes, I that, that must be why I'm confused now. I always thought the dragon was leading up to the end. Well, I don't know if it's the dragon. Doesn't he bring like the snow giant to life and then you get Jormungandr to help you? I can't remember. I honestly can't. Okay. I've cleared it once. Okay. That's and that's maybe that's why I'm enjoying it so much because I'm like, I'm actually there was genuinely things I have forgotten hmm. that I was like, that is so good. That is so good what you just did right there. <laughs> A lot of it is in the performances. Yes. Which were always good, but for some reason, I don't know why I'm just like really getting like drawn in by it where i'm just like christopher judge man you are killing it in this role he's very yeah he was a great choice for kratos yeah he's incredible <laughs> even just like at the beginning when you you know you, you chop the tree or whatever and then the wrappings come off his wrists and he's just like looking at them and fixing them and you're just like wow wow i mean I, i've seen that scene before but wow <laughs> it's so powerful it's probably more powerful in context of everything that's going on. What do you mean? Well, within the context of covering up the chain, like covering up the scars with chains. Oh, you mean like and also with the, a retrospective view of... Yeah, yeah. And then the idea of like he's cutting... He's not just cutting down a tree. He's cutting down a tree that was touched by his wife that created a warding around their home that protected Kratos and Atreus from any of the Norse gods from seeing them or getting to them. Mm-hmm. And then by cutting those specific ones down, he uses firewood <laughs> and called Balder to their house. Yeah. It's pretty, it's amazing. <laughs> mm. um, awesome. But there is, like, I agree with you, like, there are moments where it feels like the story is being drawn out for kind of no reason. Like, it's mm. maybe too long. And yeah. that's it. I haven't, this time around, I haven't done any of the optional stuff apart from optional puzzles and optional chests i've done that stuff but i haven't actually gone off to do like other side quests Mm because i've just been pushing on with the momentum of the story yeah um so there's like all that extra stuff that i could still do and that's still there um 
And then as well, there is an element of back and forth a little too often. Hmm. You know, we got to go back there. Oh, you've come all the way here. You need this. And now you got to go all the way back here. Yeah. And that kind of, that does get, I think, a bit tedious. And if the if the character interactions and the emotion wasn't so strong, that would probably be an even bigger anchor. Like, if, if everything else wasn't so good, I'd probably fucking be really mad at this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I'd, I'd probably yeah. be very unforgiving, where I'd be like, no, fuck this game. There's too much back and forth. It's structured stupid. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. But because everything's so well done, it's like, ah, yeah, okay, I gotta go back. But you know what? I want to see what you say. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but, no, um, yeah, I, yeah, I get that, because... There are there would be games like that where it's like, oh, this is getting really long mm-hmm. and it's not deserving of its length. And yeah. Like I think one game that's really long was Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh yeah, you were telling me that, yeah. You were you tried to play that. Well, yeah, I played like very little of it. And yes, I was like because it's it's I'm hard not, to play. I'm just not into it. You know, I just wasn't really into it. But I just find that the, the combat is really slow and sluggish. Right. That probably, if the game was a little maybe faster and a little bit easier to play, maybe that game would not feel as long as it was like. Maybe that's actually just an all right length game. Maybe. But because enemies take like an hour to kill as you progress through the game, maybe it just kind of made it feel longer. So, yeah, mm. I think as well, because of the fluidity of the gameplay as well, for God of War, it's again, and the performance. And the gameplay or graphics and the soundtrack and the mythos and all of it. <laughs> you actually you have um quite a good knowledge of Norse mythology, right? Yeah. Do you can you kind of piece together like do you think you know you have a fair idea what's gonna happen in God of War Ragnarok? Or is there an element of mm, they might do things like I'm not sure what they're gonna do with this, or I'm not sure what they're gonna do with that? From what they did with 2018. Right? 2018 yeah. version. I have no idea what they're going to do with yeah, this yeah, Ragnarok yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I know Norse mythology and stuff, and obviously they, they, they showed certain things in the trailer of Ragnarok where I was like, I know what that is. I know who right. they are. I know who that is. Whatever. But, like, I have no idea where they're going to go with this. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the story of Ragnarok is that... Um, Loki breaks free from his shackles. He joins forces with his with his children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell summons the Draugr as her force. The the Jotnar come along as well on their side. There's Jormungandr, there's Fenrir, there's the Surtur and the Fire Giants. They're all united against the Aesir, the Aesir, the Vanir, and then the Valkyries. And Odin calls upon the Einarjarfn. As well, right. <laughs> to 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 help them yeah. fight, and it's just a cataclysmic bloodbath. Nearly everyone dies. <laughs> well, that sounds epic as fuck. Oh, uh, it was so epic. I was like, when I was reading the book, I was like, okay, lots of random short stories. By the end of it, I was like, this is a hundred times cooler than Infinity War. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it just then, felt like that. I just, I just saw some things I want to ask okay. you you about then in terms of okay. God of War, right? Um. Because you have a much more extensive knowledge of Norse mythology, and with that, it you might have a different 
outlook on certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So full serious fucking spoilers, guys, for God of War 2018. If you if you haven't played it or if you haven't like listened to discussions about it before, I'm genuinely going to spoil the ending of the game now. Yeah. So I'm I'm just giving you that heads up in case you haven't played it, you've been holding off. Um, but maybe you don't care and you're like, well, happy days. Now I can just jump straight into Ragnarok when it comes out. Uh, so the mural at the very end. Right. Do you think you know what that means? Is it just as simple as, yeah, Kratos is probably going to die? Um, do you think it's that Loki is going to be the cause of it? Well, or see, like, do you it, have any? It's, it's difficult yeah. to know where they're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. On my knowledge of Norse mythology and my knowledge of Greek mythology mainly because the two have never mashed. <laughs> so right, right, right. we've never had Kratos in Norse mythology. We've never had Loki in Greek mythology. We know it's, it's not happened. Mm-hmm. So it is hard to know. Now, if that is a mural stating that Kratos dies, yes, Loki will be the cause of it. May not be on purpose, yeah. but I would reckon Loki will be the cause of it. Mm-hmm. Because of Odin is all-knowing and all seeing and he has a perception of the future no one else has and does things to prevent it he will probably know that loki will cause ragnarok so in his attempts to stop it will cause it which will then lead to kratos dying Uh, okay that's what you think is gonna happen that's what i would imagine is gonna happen Mm. it's interesting to know where they'll go with it because it seems like okay so the mural is certainly suggesting this whole thing ends with Kratos dying, yeah. right? And because they put that out there, they very well could do it, and they could do it very well. So yeah, hit by but a I golf f- club. <laughs> yeah. It's actually at the very start of the game. All the yeah. marketing is, is a lie, and you actually yeah. play Atreus halfway, and then halfway through, you change over to the person who golf club Kratos in the head. No, but... um. I feel like if they do it, which they might, and they might do very well, it's too obvious because they've kind of told us that's how it ends. And Uh, maybe the mural is not as obvious as it looks. I don't know. That is true because that mural Mm -hmm. was made depicting our future. Yeah. I don't remember correct me if I'm wrong, and also people in, in, in put in the comments as well, please. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I can't remember if in the mural it shows Kratos and Atreus talking to Jormungand. If it does, okay. then there's a high probability that is the future and we're literally just going to play it not just to, not only to see this story and to see all the nine other worlds and everything, mm-hmm. but we're also playing to see how does that happen. And also, that might not be the end of Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Kratos might die in one of the other ones. Yeah, that is that is Kratos's end, but it might not necessarily be the end of Ragnarok. It's true. just at end. Yeah, true. Kratos. Yes. Um. Here's the other thing I wanted to ask then. Okay. All right. Jormungandr is in the mythology, the son of Loki, right? He is the third child of Loki, but the first of those three. Yes. Yes. So. How? <laughs> okay. and, and I don't right. mean I, I don't mean in the myth. 
how are they going to, or are they just disregarding that? How are they going to explain that in the game? They explained is it in it... the game. They so... explained it in 2018. He got propelled through time. Oh, okay. So Loki will be the father of Jormungandr. And yes. Jormungandr will come back in time. Yes. Okay. See, because I haven't got back to the end yet, that's obviously something that I, I haven't think that's figured ex- out yet. That's, or... that's explained by Mamir about halfway through the game. I don't, I don't remember that, unless it's just a random boat conversation. Might be a random boat conversation. Might which be... I haven't picked up on. Hmm. No, he was propelled through time. Okay. So it is still very possible that that is still, there's still canon in that that will be the child of yeah because i think it's it's well mirror mirror makes the mention that as like interesting enough yormagander recognizes you i think mirror says that to them okay yeah which would then yeah because imply because he would have seen them from his past which is their future ah so it's a time travel plot which you love i love time travel plots yay it's going to be a time travel plot (laughs) yeah you're going to have to go back in time with tear to alfheim to when the dark elves ruled so that you don't rob them of their light because that's going to be super important. Is it going to be... Oh, he, he, like, would it be more heartbreaking and sadder and harder to do and more in character with the tragedy of Kratos? If Ragnarok gets caused, the world is ending, shit has gone down, time travel is obviously an element there somewhere, that the whole thing will end with Kratos having to go back and stop it from happening and is the only way to stop it from happening killing his own son wow like would that be a harder thing to do but have a huge emotional weight something that he can't do but also i don't know right so that'd be that would be interesting yeah that'd be very powerful that'd be impactful another interesting thing Mm -hmm. is if they go back in time to the moment when Kratos is stabbed with the Olympus blade at the end of God of War 3 wow. and asks Atreus to make sure he does not survive the blade. Thus, if he does not survive, he does not meet Laufey and Loki is never created. And then he falls and dies in Loki's arms. But he right? was killed at the hands of Zeus. <laughs> wow. Maybe there's so many ways this could go. <laughs> yes, so anyway. So maybe it's not Kratos' future. It's actually a Kratos past that hasn't happened that Loki needs to make happen. Mm. <laughs> That's what the mural <laughs> actually means. This has turned into a speculation of what <laughs> the future God of War is, or the past of God of War. <laughs> well, um, Ragnarok does, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, I, I think it means rebirth. Or rejuvenation right. or something like that. So Final Fantasy VII Ragnarok is the name of the third Final Fantasy VII or game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose. And it's the whole cycle of death and rebirth, isn't it? That's what the, the Ouroboros means as well mm. in relation to that. Um, that's That could be fucking badass. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm really excited to see what to do. Same. But I suppose I had another little kind of note. Now that I, because I know it's Loki, <laughs> Yes. It's been a while, and I'm going back and playing, and I'm knowing that it's Loki. Um, I've had this kind of retrospective view of the game, where I'm like, right, I know Loki is the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Yeah. And in all these scenarios you get into, for example, in like the in Alfheim, and you end up inadvertently getting involved in an elven civil war and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? So everywhere you're going, even though Loki Atreus means well and wants to help out, he's messing things up. And it's usually his influence. Like, usually he does something. Kratos goes, boy, why did you do that? And then it's like, fuck, now I have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> right? So in his kind of uh, naivety in looking at the world, I'm noticing that he is causing mischief everywhere he goes. And I'm like, that is cool. it's beautiful. Because yeah. it's like they have taken that kind of element of Loki, the, the god of mischief, and mm. turned it into more of an adolescence. You know, more of like a, well, it's just a teenager who doesn't really understand how the world works and thinks things should be, you know, it's either black or white. And because mm. I love the in Alfheim when Kratos is trying to explain to him that, you know, you know, like Loki says something about that's these are the bad guys. And Kratos is like, don't make assumptions. Yeah. Like we have just appeared at the end of a long war. You do not yeah. know what started this. You know? Yeah, I do. I love that. It's, it's really that. it's a really cool point now it's kind of hard to because i know um i've listened to also spoiler casts with cory barlog i think people should check them out they're great he throws out all these great pointers from like why they did certain things mm. and some of the design language of the game and stuff but he was saying like that that original that chapter used to be much longer and the reason they wanted to put it in was and they have the elf the dark elf king who you fight at the as the boss and mm. he basically his dying word says you've made a grave mistake or something like that you know mm. and it's like well why did he say that and you're left wondering and the idea was that you're supposed to wonder did i pick the right side like did i do yes. the right thing the one counter to that though i would say or the one kind of flaw in that is you didn't really have a choice because as soon as you get there they try to kill you <laughs> yeah that's true you, you don't actively like choose a side it's yeah, just, it's the, it's not quite like um do you remember that game, the old PC game set in on. like Japan? Can't remember what it's called. What? But you play as that wandering guy in the white hat, and you got the sword in the bag, and then you the first thing you ever do is you go to a village that's under attack. Was this done can... in the style of a a Age of Empires style game? Was it yeah, it was, it, it was a, yeah, it was an RTS game, right? And you at that first village, you're able to choose to help the peasants or help the bandits. And you're not sure who's Well, I race. mean, yeah, because they both eat, they both have their own opinions of how the, the way the world works and you're yeah. making a decision. Naturally, yeah. you would say that the good thing to do is to help the peasants mm-hmm. because they're bandits coming in and raiding it. But then the bandits are doing that possibly to feed themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think within the context of this game, it was a little bit more black and white in that kind of the bandits were baddies because they were dressed in red and the peasants were good because they were dressed in orange, that kind of idea. But then I think eventually, whichever side you choose anyway, you end up having to side with the other side because there's a bigger threat. But anyway, the point is, is that yes, you didn't get that moment to side with either the light elves or the dark elves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Like it doesn't ruin that whole sequence or anything. But no. I just wonder, would it have hammered that point home more if you had, as a player, had actively picked the side and therefore afterwards when or, either one of them says, you know, you chose the wrong side, then you're going, yeah. ah. Or if Atreus you know? fired an arrow. 
and cause right. them to fight you. Because then he's yeah. taking his help. And now you're but like, then... well, now I have to protect my son, but you shouldn't have done that. Yes. Yeah. You chose yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. 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 That would make a lot of sense. And maybe that happens. I'm trying to recall back now in my play. I don't think it does. I think as soon as you get there, they just fly down and start attacking you. I mean, mm. I get it. You're kind of, you look like an intruder and you don't look very... <laughs> you don't look very yeah. Friendly. You don't look like like you know, ice cream. <laughs> you know, no, no, not at all. But um, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm really having a blast playing it, and I literally can't wait to jump into Ragnarok. You know, and I suppose playing it this recent too, mm. like it's probably a really great time to go back and replay it. That's what I'm I think I'm trying to say. Like I think there's a good, it's it's a good time of year to jump into it. Yeah. We're coming into like autumn and the game starts with leaves falling everywhere now. It's like really. And then once we get into winter, Fimble winter, we're going to have Ragnarok as the natural follow up to this game. Like this game feels very autumnal. Mm. If that makes sense in terms of yeah. color, tone and vibrancy and stuff. And also um, it, thematically, you know, it's like the fall of something and the beginning of something new. Mm. And then winter is coming. Da da da. Ragnarok. So. <laughs> That trailer last week really just got me in in the mood for it and got me to go back and play. It. And I it, that goes, I suppose that's what Adam was posing to us is the how like a trailer for something can suddenly get you excited for something, or a show you're watching, or a book you're reading can suddenly make you go, "Oh, now I'm in the mood for this. Where can I yes. find this? Okay, yes. I'll just go back to that because that's yeah. where I can find this." You know? Yeah. Um, for I think a lot of people, over a million people this week mm. have jumped back into cyberpunk 2077 how nuts after, is that after cyberpunk edge runners yeah uh which i watched and i did also jump back into so i counted among those million people yeah over yeah. a million people to play that game um uh, edge runners was very good so this will be my review of edge runners before i go on to cyberpunk 2077 right right it's very good it's 10 episodes 26 minutes an episode so it's very easy to watch it's not very long. Um, the animation style is is quite good. The soundtrack is quite good because the soundtrack, if you've played the game, you will notice that some of the music in the show is from the game. All right. And then some of the things in it, in the show, is also things from the game. So they showed, like they made things from the game just like, it's not just a game mechanic. That's like everyday life. That's how people view the world. So when you're like hacking and like the hacking screen comes up, it's like that actually comes up for them mm. in, in real life so they can look and see it. Or, you know, if the person's face comes up, you know what I mean? For talking, like that actually happens and the text comes up and everything like that on screen for them. So they, they really implemented the world of the game into the show really well, as well as having a like shot for structure for structure, the design of the city. Yeah. Like you can actually, I think people have found and screenshotted locations in the game that are also in the show. Wow. So they've really studied the game to make sure that uh, like you can find these low places. Yeah. And the first episode I found was quite like quite dark. By the end of it, I was like, wow, I can really see how awful corporate a corporate country can be right. just because of the privatization of like everything. 
is just is not a good idea and how someone can turn to then so easy to the life of crime because like mm. well obviously i'm going to take down this route because if i don't go down this route i will have no money because everything <laughs> else costs too much and then they also deal a lot with cyber psychosis so it's where your body rejects the cybernetic enhancements and you start to lose your mind which cool. i think is also in a th- it's also a little uh, in deus ex as well all right. Your body rejects the the augmentations, and then you need a particular like drugs or something, essentially to stabilize yourself. Yeah. But then, you know, you become indebted to having to constantly get them. The more cybernetics you get, but then some people love having cybernetics, so then they get more cybernetics, and they become indebted to having low too much cybernetic. And then, yeah. So again, it's corporate country where you just become indebted to everything and everyone. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. That idea. Of kind of hitting that, and I think that's a real thing. I think sometimes people do actually have like a hard time adapting to like when they get a cybernetic like replacement. Like, let's say someone lost their their arm and they get another one. I think they actually can have a hard time adjusting to it. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So they're so they're playing on that, but now you're talking about not just something that's replacing your hand or your leg. You're talking about something that's completely connected to your nervous system and completely connected to your brain and everything and that that i think that's yeah. what's causing it but the heart of the show part of the show i was watching that and i was like this is beautiful it is a tragic romance story oh yeah that, that was that was nice it's a tragic romance story at the heart of it for me yeah. anyway yeah, Maybe yeah not for everyone else but for me that that's what it was so is, that was do you yes, have sir? to have like should you play the game first to really appreciate the show or do you think the show is a good point for people to jump in and maybe it'll actually make them want to play the game you know uh yeah i'd recommend watching the show first okay i think watch the show first because at least you've watched the show it's a good show it's a very good show um yeah, yeah. gene carlo esposito ah, gives great. his fantastic voice yeah. <laughs> He's in it. Matthew Mercer is in it. He plays a character. And then there's a few other actors that that do phenomenal jobs. Uh, So watch that. And then give Cyberpunk 2077 a go. Because if if you don't like it, well, at least you have the show and you've watched the show. Mm -hmm. You know, if you play the game and don't like it, you might be a bit like, "Mm, I won't watch the show then because I didn't really like the game. Right, right, right. It can change your mood. Yes. Change your mood. Yeah, yeah. So I think because it's easier, it's easier to watch. It's you know it's ten episodes, twenty six minutes an episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's what made me get back into Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven the game. And how are you finding it on this playthrough? Uh, it definitely it doesn't crash anymore. It's great because I first I was ever playing it, it crashed a lot. Yeah. Right. Which was my biggest issue compared to what a lot of other people had to put up with. I've only so far come across two kind of glitches i suppose that right. really major one of them was just like a per half of a person was through the pavement <laughs> you know i wonder, one of I wonder those... as well though are you like super aware of them because of the whole legend that's around it you know what i mean where it's like this game was just known for being so glitchy and so buggy that you're like super you're nearly like whether you're conscious of it or not you're nearly look you are looking for them you're looking for the glitches. Probably, to be honest, yeah. You know, because it's, it's mentioned so much that you are kind of going, hmm, hold on now. But like, I mean, this guy was like, it was right in front of me. It was hard to miss. 
right. Okay. Okay. It wasn't like it wasn't just like <laughs> in the corner of my eye. This guy was right in front of me through the ground, <laughs> in like in torso upwards. I was like, oh well, he's. I just wanted to get my car, and this guy was halfway through the ground. Was, <laughs> you need to okay. start screenshotting this shit. <laughs> um, the other one, then, well, well, no, none of them, none of them beats the, the first time I ever played it. I was in some nomad camp, which are like exactly what they say on the tin. They're, they're nomadic people who live outside of Night City. They mm-hmm. live outside of the corporate world. They, they, they live on their own. But it was just like someone going to sit down, but it was like they were halfway through a sit down and a lie down kind of <laughs> position but they weren't sitting or lying on anything it was just in the air with the chair behind them <laughs> i don't know that's probably my, my favorite glitch so again my glitches weren't that bad but like the other thing i'm experiencing is sometimes people would talk but their mouth wouldn't move oh okay so it's not really like oh this is the worst thing ever because if you've ever played a bethesda you know yeah well, that's what i was gonna i was nearly gonna point out it's like you know take a shot for skyrim but like that's what i meant by the like are you super aware because like glitches happen in skyrim all the time oh but they don't break the game on you and therefore Hmm. you're like it's fine like i I just get on with it i go oh that kind of glitch but whatever i'm gonna move on because the music is amazing or whatever yeah so Uh, that's what i was gonna follow tree had thousands of glitches but then those i find i think see those games yeah Skyrim, take another shot. Fallout 3, Fallout 4. <laughs> XCOM, you know, mm. right? Because XCOM has glitches for, for me sometimes when I'm playing on the console. They're made for PC. Okay. Right? So people might experience less glitches with their super 2,000 euro or dollar or Eddie dollar Eddies. That's what the currency is in Cyberpunk 2077. Eddies. Eddies. Well, it's euro dollars. So then it's for slang, it's Eddies. Oh, I, I kind of like that, actually. That's cool. Yeah. No, they fancy. have they have a lot of they've like invent not really invented but it's like they looked at things and went what's the natural progression for slang yeah yeah 50 years 55 years oh my god 55 years from now all right we're oh, going shit. to be alive for that <laughs> we hope <laughs> we hope yeah um actually yes. sorry that's something that bothers me about anything any piece of media that, puts, that, puts that is a... based in the future. Don't put a year on it. I hate I hate that. We have gotten past the year of iRobot. Yeah. <laughs> and that really annoys me. I, I we've gotten iRobot... past the year yeah. of the first Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten past uh, Judgment Day and Terminator. I just, I like love those movies. It doesn't ruin the movies, but mm. it does take away that idea of like that escapism of maybe this could happen. Because yes. once you see that year, you're like, ah, well, that's not gonna that it didn't yeah. happen. It or didn't happen. you're like, that's too soon, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But anyway. But Cyberpunk 277, I do believe, is based on a tabletop role-playing game. Yeah. So I would assume in the tabletop game it was set around the year 77, so they have to just go with that. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get that. Kind of like Deus Ex Human Revolution was set in 2027, I think. But that's based on a really old video game that's set around. <laughs> yeah, that's set around that time anyway. Yeah. So they had just to don't put a year on. Just say in the not too distant future, that'll always be relevant. Yeah, because it will always. Yeah, because it'll that's, always move. Yeah. It'll, you know, yeah. That's all I mean. But yeah, something yeah. like that. But anyway. where where was my point? Uh, yes. So you don't see the you don't see the movement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it does move, it's great. Facial animations are great. <laughs> 
Yeah. The lighting is great. The graphics are really good. That's what I was talking about. PC. Let's talk about the fact that those games are built for PC. So the fact that the 2077 mm-hmm. was broken even for PC, I think that's why it was such so huge. slated. Yeah. So slated. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, y- yes, they spent their 2000 eddies on their super PC. So it should not have been so broken. Right, That's right. What my point was, <laughs> we got it back there. <laughs> we, came, <laughs> we came back around to it in the end. <laughs> we got there in the end because I remember that went on to slang, which then, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> they had slang. They have very good slang in it. That's good. But this time I'm playing as a street kid. So you have three three options. So the first yeah. time I play as a nomad because I was like, I have no idea what this game is. So it only makes sense to play as someone coming into Night City. Yeah, yeah. Now I have an idea of Night City, so I'm going to play as a street kid. That and makes sense. That, and then I'll do the third one as a corpo, because like I really have an idea of it, because now I've watched Edge Runners. So right. I got a really big idea of how this yeah. world works, so corpo would then for the third playthrough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, run, it's running great. It's not crashing on me. I have very little kind of glitches and stuff. They've definitely improved it. It looks like they're not giving up on it, which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Not giving up on it. I wish the city was way more bustling, though. Oh, so I'd be driving, okay. and I'd be like, there's no one around. <laughs> the yeah. city never sleeps. Well, I mean, if no one's here... <laughs> <laughs> they must be sleeping. <laughs> well, if no one exists in the city, you know, can it be counted <laughs> like that? <laughs> it's the like city that never it's... sleeps because there's no residents. <laughs> yeah, it's like if a tree falls... In a forest. <laughs> and no one hears it. Does anyone buy its album? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if no one's in the city to sleep. Yes. Can it be a city that never sleeps if no one can sleep? But anyway, so but I'm sure they'll they'll add in. That's a wormhole updates. you don't want to go down because there's no, no that's answer like, to that that's, question. That's like fucking time traveling shit right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's another thing. It's kind of bugs me. It bugged me the first time too. Bugged me this time as well. There's no bugs in the game, but that bugs me. <laughs> that, that, but that's the bug that bugs me. That's the bug that, that bugs, bugs me. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next thing? It's a first person. They'll yeah, never right. fix it. They'll never change it. You can't fix that, right? Ah, uh, you, you Well, actually, I you could do a Resident Evil Eight on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Maybe when we play it, it won't translate well. Mm. because but they have come out and said that that was basically there was an interview and they said it was like making a new game you because you have to rework everything because all the yeah. cutscenes and everything have to be different because of the perspective you know what i mean like oh, everything yeah. has to be reworked it's not just that oh just move the camera behind the character job done it's you have to change everything of, in the whole yeah. game yeah so um no so we'll see if that translates well then you could do it but It'll be a lot of work and yeah, they a put lot in a break. But they should have just because it was originally supposed to be third person anyway, they should have just kept it as third person to begin with. Did they ever come out and say why they ended up making the decision to make it first person? I'm sure they have. I I, I didn't see why. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Um yeah. I don't like it personally. I just think it's very I think we've said this before. It's a bit stupid go through so much work making your character and you don't see them. Yeah, like unless you isn't there like you can look in mirrors or you can look in mirrors driving in the car. Yeah, you car you go third person and you can kind of turn the camera, I suppose, if you want. But it's not the same. Yeah, it's a bit silly, like you know what I mean? It's like 
I'm designing this person's testicles here. Like, will you just let me look at them <laughs> while I'm running around? Can I not see them? Not enough toilet options. Yes. <laughs> when they're having a shower, I want to be able to look at them, scrub their armpits. Insert joke here. <laughs> In case no one knows. Insert smiley face emoji. No, wait. Laugh. Cry. Cry. Laugh. Insert emoji here. <laughs> Laughing I, octopus. Laughing octopus. Oh, ah, oh, she's awesome. But <laughs> no, I was because I was playing Metal Gear Solid Four not that long ago. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah. And she is great. She's probably, she probably my favorite boss fight yeah. of the of the beasts. I actually yeah. had a really good time fighting Crying Wolf for the first time. You, yeah, you said that, didn't you? Recently? Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. did. But anyway, I digress. Um, what I'm curious about is, um, in this retrospective way, right? Because mm-hmm. with some things, they your first you can't beat your first time okay right like so if i was to show an example out there i have never had a better playthrough of the last of us than my first playthrough right i've had subsequent playthroughs that i've enjoyed but the sort of story the impact of the story the shocking moments were the real draw and it worked better the first time right mm-hmm versus for example i found the last was part two i was able to enjoy more on a second playthrough now knowing where it was going so i could just okay. kind of take it in and accepting and really appreciate what they what were doing they were well doing. yeah right. yeah right so that's two very different things so like what i was saying is like god of war i loved it the first time but in retrospect going back to it now i like it even more i found new appreciation mm. so with this cyberpunk playthrough are you enjoying it more or was the first time like the best? I don't know. The, that's a little bit of a hard question. Yeah. Because uh, it, this brings me on to probably my third problem okay. I'm having with playing this game. It's actually my biggest problem. So half a man being through a pathway, fine. Person's about to open, fine. First person, you're not going to fucking change that. So I'll just have to live with it, put up with it. I mean, my entire life is in first person, so I'll just have to put up with it. Um, (laughs) Mm, I never saw it that way. (laughs) Uh, So this problem, and I tried to fix it today, and it's still not fixed. I think there's a problem with my HDMI cable where the PS5 with the TV will black black out sometimes. Wow. Yes, it's very annoying. And it actually makes trying to watch Rings of Power very difficult because sometimes it will okay. black out. And then I have to pause and then it'll so, come back and I'm black out. And I'm, you know, and I keep doing that. So it makes it very hard because right. I, I could be in the middle of a conversation and I have to pause the conversation. Okay. Because of my blackout. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's, not, and that's not the yeah. game's fault then. That's, that's not the game's that's fault. That's, that's actually, but it's that's, affecting your enjoy or your ability to enjoy playing the game this yes. time around. Now, at least. That's just that I pause, right? It's annoying that I have to pause it like nearly fucking so often while playing the game. I have to pause it. So it is annoying, mm-hmm. but at least the game's not crashing where I have to reload it. Right, okay. To whatever save point it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, it's the lesser of the two evils with those two problems <laughs> yes. of cutting my playthrough. But in saying that, I, I am... I'm enjoying it more because this time, because I'm understanding 
the game and the physics of the game and understanding how it works. And by playing as a street kid, it's given me that different kind of approach to particular dialogue options. Because sometimes I get the street kid option. So it's like my character knows more things than a nomad would know. Mm -hmm. But a nomad would know more than a street kid would know. And so on and so forth. So it's like that plus like the crafting and the modding element of it. And like the hacking and stuff. Just generally how the game works. Mm -hmm. Knowing that more makes it kind of easier and better to play. Would you recommend then with all like the changes that they've done recently for people who played it the first time around, had a really bad experience with it and said, fuck this, I'm not playing this game and put it away. Do you think it is worth their while revisiting it now and giving it a, another shot? If you were very excited about this game and you wanted this game to be good, I would recommend give this another shot. If okay. you are someone who's just saying this is shit because the internet told me it's shit, then right. stay away from it because yeah yeah you're not well nothing's ever going to change that because if you're rooting for something to be bad you're looking for the yeah. bad right? yeah you're as opposed to when you're genuinely excited for something and then as much as you want to like it you just can't that's mm. different because that's an honest experience of mm. oh it's just disappointing me yeah you know what no I, mean? I i would recommend going back to revisit it just because I think they like I, I sent you and Adam screenshots of just the the two patches of 1.05 and 1.06. That was a lot of stuff that they were adding in. Like and that's you know, that's 1.06. Like that that yeah. they're 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 they've announced the trailer. There's a trailer for their first DLC. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So they're they're gonna keep at it. They're gonna like build that up. They're gonna turn that into the game it was supposed to be when it got launched. Yeah, now, it didn't tell us. This is not ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it is it, it's such an unfortunate story. You know, it was never a game I was interested in or excited for to begin with no. anyway. But mm. it is such a disappointing story that that it launched the way it did. Mm. Um like nowadays it, it it probably is better I would think. Um, and we've seen it in other cases where it has happened and it ha actually has been beneficial. Where a game, I don't know, like people meme about it and give out about it and everything, but where a game gets delayed, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, the wait is annoying and then it's horrible that people feel they, they have a right to, you know, message developers and threaten them just so that they can have the game. But if a game's not ready, wouldn't it be better to be honest and 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 to delay yeah. it, you know what i mean like if it's like someone's building your house you've you've got some people to build your house and they're telling you well we predict it'll be ready by this date and then that date comes along and there's no windows on the house and it's not insulated and it's like i mean you can move in if you want <laughs> yeah but maybe they should tell you actually it won't be ready to move in until this date we're sorry it, it's taking longer but yeah there you could know. be, you know, there could be they, <laughs> they have a problem getting the particular supplies to make the windows. Right. Or, we or you, you a don't know. Global pandemic stops people from working for a while. Yeah, <laughs> and, just, and you know, something like that. Everything like, you know? <laughs> you know, that happens yes. too. Yeah, no, it is better if they if they wait. And I'd say that with like most forms of media. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you take an author is going to wait until the book is 
pretty damn good before releasing it. Because if they release it on first draft, everyone's going to think it's a load of crap because it's not going to be good. So, and we've, I mean, recently this year, we had, what was it? Dark Strange 2. The, right. the effects to that were very good, but there was also other times where the effects were god-awful, and if they just had a, given the special effects team just a little bit more time, just delayed the movie or something, yeah. the effects would have been much better. That might mm-hmm. not have saved the actual movie for us. Other people enjoyed it, but we, we sure. didn't really like it. But yeah. at yeah. least we can't go, why is the New York rooftop CGI'd? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thor, yeah, Ragnar- yeah. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder is another one. It gets slated for its bad CGI. They just had delayed it and let the special effects team finish fix, it. Finish it. Yeah. Then people wouldn't yeah. have slated that for that. So yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventeen. Yeah, no one ha- really has the right to go and send death threats to people. You know. No, like, no. Like again, just going to bring this back up. Joel, Joel's not actually real. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> Yes, I I I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I would. I think if you were very much looking forward to this game, mm-hmm. and yeah, yes, we're salty by the fact that you're like, this game is not finished. Go back and play it now because it it's not as populated as what they would have said. I think at the start they were saying this is going to be a very popular, very dense, very lived-in city. The moment is not. But a lot of the crashes so far to me while I'm playing it and the bugs are fixed. They're not all fixed, but most of them are fixed. Most of the general problems are fixed, it seems. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they've done like a better layout of things as well. Okay. So you can kind of like see partic- where particular missions are and stuff a lot easier. And they, I think they've put like a filter. Maybe it was there. It was like that the whole time and I just never realized or it's been so long, but just looks a little bit, the whole thing looks a little bit more inviting as well mm-hmm. to play. So, no, I think that, I think they've they've improved upon it. I th- you you'll be happy to know as well. I don't know if you, you probably already know this, but that for, they got Keanu Reeves back for the DLC. Oh, I've watched the DLC. Yeah, I just forgot how to talk. Due to my excitement. I saw the dirt and it was so good. So, because you're kind of back into this world, are you excited for the DLC? Yeah. I'm actually on the bit when you first get to play as Keanu Reeves. It's so good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, think... I'll, I'll get that played up. <laughs> I, I had a question as well, like, and I was wondering about this the other day, like, which the kind of rocky road Cyberpunk has had. Like, it's done v- very well. People <laughs> forget to talk about that. It actually sold a lot of copies. I know there was a mm. lot of like resales and things like that are yeah, bringing yeah. it back, but yeah. it's all really well. And it's after picking up a huge amount of new players and a new player base. Hmm. I'm wondering, should it, would it benefit being a game that's on, and I don't think it is, but that's on PS Plus or on Game Pass? Uh... Like with, with all of the. You know what I mean? Like if it's, st- think... if it's still there at a high price where people feel like, okay, I've heard great things and it's getting all these patches, but I still feel like it's a risk to buy it versus would more people play it if it was like, well, I'm already paying for it. Yeah. Part of the subscription, right? I, I would imagine. So yeah, more people would play it. You're paying for a subscription. There it is for free. Like, well, for free. Like you're paying for the subscription price, the whole game. Yeah. 
and you might think to yourself, I'll give this a go to see how bad it is. Yeah, like there's that more. And then you might be like, too. oh, actually, this is this is really not that bad. I think like the Order 1886, that happened that one time. It was like really cheap or something. Or Yeah, it was I one of the more... PS Plus games. That was a, one of the I monthly think so. games, I think. Yeah, and people yeah. got it, downloaded it, the played them, and this game is actually not as bad as what everyone made it out to be. Yeah, right, because nobody bought it because of the, I don't mean nobody, but like. A, no, yeah, it people wasn't... bought it. You know, it wasn't and, bought because of the poor reviews that it received. Yeah, right? because people are like, this game is too short mm-hmm. or something yeah. for the price. And I was playing it going, what I got, I got it for like, a, I can't remember which birthday I got it for. I think it was either you or Adam or Bodie who's got it for me. Mm-hmm. I was playing this going, who the fuck said this game is short? This game do, is still going. <laughs> do you know I haven't played that game? You should absolutely play that game i really should i'm now that like really I'm, should and i don't know why i haven't played it but i know you and adam have actually sang its praises for like a long time yeah and so um good. we tend to like the same things not always mm. but we tend to yeah um and i don't know why i haven't played it like it was in the same house i was living in and i never put it in and played it i've you seen should. moments from you guys playing it and even mm. at those times like i have been able to say I think the graphics are great. That uh, it's it's that, one of the best, if not the best, gr- graphical game on the PS4, and it was one of the first released. Like, wow, it was like a tech demo. It was like a long tech demo for the PS4. Really long tech demo. <laughs> the yeah, game yeah, yeah. is a lot longer than you think. Yeah, but yeah. there is, I think, one or two chapters that's literally a cutscene. Okay, it's not act. It's not actually like you don't play it. So, so maybe people are giving out about that. I mean, I don't really know. It's actually, I think there's a lot of gameplay in it too. You just you don't fight a lot of lichens or vampires. Have people not played Metal Gear Solid? Where in- <laughs> it's okay to have entire chapters that are just cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, those entire games are cutscenes. <laughs> actually, speaking of, have they never played Quantic Dream or Telltale? <laughs> 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 Return to Monkey Island is out at the moment, and that's kind of similar. You just pick things, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's doing very well as well, which is cool. Um, Return to Monkey Island. Good. I had, I had a, a, a question as well I wanted to throw out there before, okay. before, before we have to wrap it up or whatever, right? So ready? Oh, my God. Time I know, right? God I know. of War and Cyberpunk. We've been telling people uh, it's a retrospective. Go back and play them, guys. It's a good time to play them. But yeah. what I was wondering was. Hmm. Have you ever then, right, because both those have come up because we got in the mood for them, whether it was right. the God of War trailer, got me back into God of War, the Edge Runners show on Netflix got you back into Cyberpunk, right? Mm. Like, fuck it, I want to play it again. Yeah. Have you ever watched, read, or played, or listened to something, right, that made you want a game of it that doesn't exist, that you're like, I wish... I was like, I'm so in the mood to play a game of this, but no, it doesn't exist. Nobody's made it. Have you uh, ever had that? There's these these films that were there was six of them that were released in cinema. All right. Okay. I think we've seen them all. Uh, they're called Resident Evil, and I would just love if they could turn <laughs> those movies into games. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Like, I'd love to play as Alice. They should um, put one of them into a village. Oh, yeah. That'd be <laughs> class. Uh, right. There's probably a thousand oh. answers to this question, really. I, I, and a it, movie to turn into a video game. 
Well, maybe like, okay, maybe I'm phrasing it wrong. But like, what I mean is like where you watch something, it doesn't have to be a movie or you read something and you're like, man, I wish I could play something that's like that. Like I'm in the mood now to play something that's in that tone. Right. But it just doesn't, yes. there isn't, I can't find a game that captures what I'm talking about. You yeah, know what I mean? Usually it's kind of like a sci-fi thing. I just find that there's not really. Right. Like. Well, I Warhammer 40k. Okay, there's loads right. of those games. There's though, right? there's loads of those games, but there's never just there's the never one. one specific one. You know, there's never that. I know like, exactly that's... what you mean, right? And before you go further into that, I suppose, and this isn't the one I'm thinking of, but that's like the Lord of the Rings thing. You know, if you're right. in the mood yes. to play Lord of the Rings, we want that Lord of the Rings game that we we always talk about, mm. and it doesn't exist. There's plenty of Lord of the Rings games, but yes. none of them are the one that, <laughs> yes. that we want. To play. Like, no, no. Anyway, we want to build a fellowship. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, what we want. Yeah. We want to build our fellowship. Right. Warhammer 40k. There's two approaches to this. There's one. Your Mass Effect approach. Right? Where you, you have your ship and you build your team and you're going on some covert mission for the Emperor and maybe then you figure out the Emperor was all full of shit or something. Right? Right. Right. Something like that. Or the other one which is definitely the way more obvious approach and they tried it with Space Marine. I think Space Marine is the closest you are going to get to this. It's actually not a terrible game. And I was quite excited when I saw Space Marine 2. Mm-hmm. But it's like God of War 2018, but in 40K. <laughs> like right, 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 right. visceral, just violent, but yet full of amazing lore and this rich designs and stuff like that. Because I think that's what, dra- apart from just the tabletop game inside of it, like when you delve into the lore of 40k, it's nearly as rich as Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an awesome they have lore to it. they have such awesome lore, and they've definitely put so much thought into each of the races. Like my main one is the Necrons, and there's so much lore and depth there. You could almost turn that into a story, like into a into a show, even like you know, like it would be an amazing show. <laughs> oh, 40k is such a good show. Right, Just, right, right. So good. Netflix greenlight it. <laughs> Oh my god, there's I would approach Netflix with so many ideas for shows. Yes, they would yes, not yes. have enough time or budget for any of them. XCOM would be another one. <laughs> I'd right, actually right, like right. turn XCOM into a show. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. One Your that's is, been on my yeah. mind for a while, and it's also in the sci-fi genre, but um I would love and when I say it, right? I already know that when I say it, people are gonna have the wrong idea. They're going to go, oh, yeah, I'd love to play a game of that. And I go, no, 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 not like that. What you're thinking is wrong. What I'm thinking is right. <laughs> Big right? fucking ego, right? Right. I would love a game of Planet of the Apes. Okay. Now, everyone else out there is suddenly thinking, yeah, you play a Caesar. No, that's no, you don't. <laughs> so I would basically love if somebody out there, some amazing studio, could approach this as if it was a remake of the 1966 movie but it's a game right okay so you play as taylor okay and you land on this planet but because it's a game and not just the length of a movie you can really make it bigger and you can Mm. have different factions of apes and different cultures and go into their lore and into their history and they go around on horses and they all talk and they've got guns and shit and it's basically the last of us gameplay 
Okay. And you're collecting resources and trying to survive. It's semi-survival horror. Okay. But you are playing as the human, and it is a story about human folly. And in actual fact, I would probably combine the events of Planet of the Apes 1 and Beneath the Planet of the Apes, like, where it gets fucking weird, and you meet psychic mutant people living underground, and there's the big nuclear bomb that's going to end all life. Hmm. And it ends all life, and it's a one-time game, and that's it. There's no sequels. <laughs> no, no, we have you, to go back in time. But as well, and, and, and playing into that Last of Us thing, you meet Nova, the silent protagonist, who you build a relationship with over the course of the game, and she doesn't even speak. It's hmm. like it's like Tenzin, except there's no language at all. It'd be fucking incredible. I would love to play that game. And, and it's, and, and it's and dark. You get, you get what's his face to do the voice of Nova. <laughs> do the mumbling and the what's his name? It's in like every game. Ever. Oh, Ro- uh, Robin Atkin Dance. Yeah, Robin Atkin Dance. <laughs> but surely he would make a great uh, Cornelius as the husband of Zira. Wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just um, maybe no one else would like that game. I'd much prefer the game where you play as Caesar in the Apes or whatever. But I think that would be, and if you did it dark and really serious, right? Mm. And it can have its own art style. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be the exact costumes, but it could be like a new interpretation of the old mm. costumes and the architecture and all that stuff. Mm. I think that'd be amazing. And of course, people know the twist. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't layer the journey and have it have an emotional impact for Taylor when he discovers the twist Mm. and play it through his eyes, you know, and the folly of man, that kind of thing. I would love to play that game. And you're getting Troy Baker to play. I mean, probably. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. No, there's plenty of actors out there who could voice such a role. <laughs> Norman Reedus, like uh, <laughs> Norman Reedus as Taylor. Are you and just yeah. asking Hideo Kojima and he just gets the cast from Death Stranding back? <laughs> yeah, Kojima, play Planet of the Apes. Make Planet of the Apes, will you? <laughs> I mean, you could also do it like that. Beware nah. the beast man. <laughs> it could open with that quote. That quote could come up like an Uncharted style thing. You know, the beware the beast man thing mm. where he will make a desert of your home and his own and all this kind of stuff. Like that that so could be good. the open yeah, it's it's that's, honestly that's so good. <laughs> it's longer than that, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but um, it's just the fact that they they the creators of Plan of the Apes wrote these fictitious scripture well fictitious scriptures. Anyway, yeah, it was scripture. Wrote... Yeah, yeah, right, right. It was scripture from the lawgiver. Yeah. It's like they just built this entire mythos. And nowadays we can't even CGI a New York rooftop. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come anyway, on. That's that's the that's, that's the, the game that I was oh. in the mood for that I want. That doesn't. Oh, exist. you know what else would be good? Yeah. Over on this topic. Oh, 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 oh. Because they cancelled it, but fucking turned into a game or some shit. Fucking the Dark Crystal. Yes. <laughs> yes, that and the never-ending story <laughs> as a game. Just Corey, look, Corey Barlog. Just... Please tell me you're making the never-ending story as your next game. Just go back to that era where people were high and came up with weird ideas <laughs> for movies. I just turned and then out, made them. Just make them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think because so. there's no way those guys were not like. There's no way they were all fully there. <laughs> <with> some <laughs> of those ideas. 
designs feel otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so awesome. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Best things yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, I think that's what you say. That's the end. Well, wait, I think we're summing it up there. Yeah. We're yeah. summing it up there. Right. Well, thank you all very much for coming and listening to just two brothers absolutely shite on about whatever the hell they were playing and <laughs> what they would love to be have made, which is just go back in the era of the 70s and 80s, really. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah the weird so, and the wacky. Yeah, the weird and wacky. Go back to there. Uh, yeah. So thank you all very much for uh, for joining us. Uh, if you have any ideas, any games you went back to, to play or even maybe you played a game and you were like, oh, that's like such and such a movie or something. You went back and watched that movie. Just whatever it is, let us know. Let us know in the comments below. And again, while you're at it, hit that like, ring the notification bell, like Quasimodo Notre Dame, ring it, and uh, smash that subscribe button. Chris is raving at the Notre Dame bell. I'm ringing that bell. <laughs> and smash that subscribe, and we'll all be here next week to talk about some other topic that we will talk about, that we'll discover during the week. (laughs) Thank you all, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.